Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello, welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, Thanks for uh, clicking play on this podcast. I and know, super exciting. Letting us into your car or your headphones. Or yeah, on your morning walk or whatever you do. In that's front of when, your kids. That's when I listen to my whatever. podcasts. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it is great to be here. It is Monday afternoon, yep. and uh, we are... Recording this uh, live at four live at four o'clock, <laughs> and uh, you just got out of out I of work, did, out of school. Just got out of school, and uh, I am I am getting ready tonight. I get to host my first uh, chapel for the Americans, Tri State Americans nice. of the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to ask you this. So part of the game, here's what we do: we're bringing in pizza, feeding them, doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're playing video games on the big screen, and then one of the things is they come here. Yeah, they come here okay. to the theater. Um, and then one of the things that we've done the last couple of years is, uh, make the rookies all sing karaoke in front of the entire team. Solid. So I had to go through, <laughs> here's what happened though. Like last year you get people up there and you're like, what's your karaoke song? Yeah. Uh-huh. And everybody like in that moment and I, me too, like blanks on any song that they yeah, know. Uh-huh. All of a sudden you're like, I don't know any songs at There's all. There's zero songs that I know. Any or then <laughs> somebody goes, I'll sing this one and I'll be like, okay, great. I'll play it. And then I forget how dirty that song is <laughs> as it's going up on the screen. And it's like probably not great for chapels, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to think I had to be prepared this year. So yeah. I had to go through and be like, okay, what songs are they going to be ready for? Or what songs would they, if they drew them out of a hat, yeah. would they be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll sing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself like in this hard spot where these kids are like, don't you forget because you see them on the hockey rink yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, they look like they're, no, they're, they're like 16, yeah, uh-huh. 17, 18 yep. years old, uh-huh. mostly, right? I mean, they there's did. a couple of older ones, but mm-hmm. uh, that's it. And yep. so I can't do living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. I mean, some of those older ones you might be able to do. Maybe that's like the their hard parents, part. Yeah. Like, like if they listen to nineties music growing up, cause like I have students cause that's the age of my students yeah. who know nineties music because their mom listened to it. And sure. Right? Do they know it enough to be able to belt it out in front of their peers? Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm having to go through and find slightly modern songs, but I don't really like listen to radio a ton. So I'm like, <laughs> Is this good? I don't even know. I'm looking at, and then I have to listen to the whole song yeah. and make sure the lyrics are good. It's been quite the afternoon for yeah. me. So we got a little BTS tonight. We got a little uh, Dua Lipa. I do not understand. BTS is um, the the K-pop band. K-pop. Right? Yep. Um, they have like their couple of their English songs. I'm like, I don't understand these lyrics. Like they don't make sense. It's well, just like random words set to music. You know what I know about them? They're not dirty. No, they, they're not. They might not make sense, but they're not dirty. So they're getting sung tonight, probably. Um, so then I have, uh, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to bring the rookies up. They're going to draw out of a hat. And then mm-hmm. here's here's three songs on this list. You have to pick one of them. Go ahead and do it. And uh, we'll see how it goes. So it's going to be a, it's, it's usually a fun night because yeah. all the vets, all the uh, old guys, the old, the old 19 year olds yeah, are laughing at these rookies who are yeah. like, who are so baby faced and yeah. they, they're like living away from home. So they're always, they're nervous anyways. Yeah. And we just get to, you know, haze them in a very, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the right word? Appropriate way. It's yeah, appropriate uh-huh. hazing, uh-huh. which is good. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. How's your weekend? It was good. I went to a football high school high school football game on Friday. You did. Did some Friday night lights. Yeah, yeah it I was uh, Chihuahua versus Richland. Yeah, Richland kind of killed Chihuahua. I know. Um, kind of a weird year for Chihuahua. Yeah, they're not. They're not quite what What's they up, usually man? are. What's up, man? I don't know. The I mean, I kind of. I thought of, your you presence know. there would kind of help them out. No, spur it them didn't. on. Uh, I do took this my, for Miss Megan. I took my dad, 
and, which was fun. It was fun to like go do that with my dad. Um, and then it was interesting though. Cause so I have one, I have one student who's a senior who plays on the team and he played, he plays defense primarily and he played a lot. Um, that was really it. The offense, Chihuahua's offense couldn't get anything going. Yeah. Um, and the defense actually did really pretty well, but you know, obviously like by the third quarter when they've been on the field, 80% of the yeah. time they're tired. Yeah. Um, and so that happens with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It just typically happens in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> we just look like we're not good anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It worked yeah. out this weekend, but, but anyways. it was really interesting watching him play because he's like very different in my classroom. Yeah. Um, like just like the intensity level and like the, de- like the bravado and the demeanor and just like, I was like, Oh, you're okay. Like, yeah, you're not that person in my classroom. So that happened Friday night. Yep. And then did, was he in class today? Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. Mondays? I talked to him. Okay. Um, I didn't talk to him about that part of it, but like I did talk to him about the game and yeah. stuff. Um, I was like, Oh, I saw, I watched you play football on Friday. He was like, Oh, you were there. <laughs> so did you like walk through the student section? In yeah. The I mean, I walked through, like you kind of had to, the way we came in, in the stadium, like on the visitor side, yeah. Um, cause we like walked around the stadium cause I didn't know I've never been before. Yeah. Um, and so like I did kind of walk through the student section, but no one, um, no students like came over and said hi to me or anything. Yeah. Um, although, so I also have like three students who are cheerleaders and today two of them were like, we saw you, we saw you. Yeah. See? We were cheering. So we couldn't say hi. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> You threw the invite out on Slack. Unfortunately, I was playing in a uh, global golf tournament for Young Life. <laughs> That's totally fine. And uh, couldn't make it. But uh, uh, sometime, yeah. I'd love to get on there. I, I need to get out to a Friday Night Lights yeah, game. Yeah, I'm so. thinking I might go to another one. So I'll let you know. Do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I, I, uh, had, uh, like I said, a global golf tournament, which is you play nine holes in the light, you have dinner, then you go out and play nine holes in the ver- in the dark with a glow in the dark golf ball. How well did your golf ball glow in the dark? Uh, no, it glowed, it glowed very well, but it's really hard <laughs> to tell distances in the dark, That's fair. even though you can see it, you're just swinging. <laughs> I can't imagine what the ground looks like after me taking all of the divots out of the, uh, of that. We did not do that well. Uh, there wasn't that many people participating, and uh, we came in the top five uh, of six. Of six. Yeah. So uh, top five, finish, which is always good. That so means you, you were fifth, right? Well, I mean, maybe fourth. Could be. Uh, so we did not win any prizes. Uh, that's funny. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, I, I had a wedding this weekend. Nice. Uh, we had a birthday party. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was good. I also went, you know, my friend... Um, her like realtor works for Windermere and they had like a thank you party or whatever. And she invited me to go and I was like, okay, there's going to be like a sales pitch at some point. And there wasn't, they just like fed us lunch and we got to win prizes from trivia questions and we made like succulent planters out of styrofoam pumpkins. It was like pretty awesome. Nice. I know. So I gave it to my mom, the, they called them pumpkulants <laughs> and I gave it to my mom. <laughs> Here at the theater, we hosted a, a huge uh, reunion concert. Ooh. There was an old band called Louder Milk okay. that uh, was really popular in like the 90s. And they actually went on like the Vans Warped Tour and were like got, got, got kind of uh, big, signed by Warner Music and all kinds of stuff. They broke up several years ago, haven't really played together much. They came back for one show uh, here at the theater and packed the place out, which is pretty cool. So, that is cool. Uh, uh, another band, Ladybird, uh, played and, and some other stuff. But it was 
uh, yeah, it was fun. It was great. I didn't go to the concert, but I did come in afterwards and the whole theater smelled like alcohol at yep. 7 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> we were mopping like crazy, trying to say, you know, we are the church for people who don't typically like church, but like not that on Sunday mornings. Like we have some standards in that way. Um, so we were we were scrambling, but uh, I think it, I think it went really well. We yeah. continued our series on Sunday, uh, the try not to suck thing. We had still more first time guests yeah, show up, uh, which is really really awesome. Um, so and like people coming back, like second time guests. Yeah, I saw people faces. Back. Yeah, our app downloads were way up this week, yep. and plays and just engagement in that way. Um, so that's been really really positive to be able to see and uh, experience that. So yeah, super fun in that way. Um, the series, the, the talk on Sunday kind of continued with the Beatitudes portion. Uh, we looked at the, uh, the second section of three in terms of if you broke down the Beatitudes into like three, three, and two, or three, three, and three, um, you would see that last week was humility to the poor. Uh, and this week kind of focusing on this idea of those who hunger and thirst for justice and really focused in on that verse, uh, verse number six of, of chapter five there. And what does justice mean and righteousness and what kind, what do you, what do you mean when you say you want justice and what does that look like? And tried to say that there, that this invitation into this way of Jesus is oftentimes as it usually is like this sort of weird middle ground between kind of political ideologies. That's like, doesn't really have a home. You know, it doesn't really resonate with anybody fully on either side. Everybody's just like, well, I guess. I mean, it's like this upside down way of doing things, right? Yes, we do want justice that's immediate. We want it, that, you know, all of that. But we do recognize as well that it probably is uh, external to us. Like we don't achieve that through uh, the right, you know, the right laws or the right people or the right, you know, our political person being elected it's just like yeah it's beyond that it's something different than that so um i thought it was uh i thought it was fun i thought it was a a, 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 a an engaging difficult mm-hmm. to parse through for me as i was i was prepping not as not an easy one probably mm-hmm. but um and i tried to keep my notes minimal so that i wouldn't like get lost in some weeds and, yeah. and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, what would you take away? You yeah. got some notes out there. I do. Um, well, first I had like a question. I felt like you didn't, and maybe this was intentional and I just missed the point, but like you didn't ever define like what is justice? Like, like, and, and I know like you did talk about like, Oh, it's end of like, we don't know exactly. And, but like there's, I don't know. I felt like you were wandering a little mm-hmm. around something and I didn't, quite there wasn't anything for me to like hold on to yeah i think part of that would be when jesus says hunger thirst after righteousness i mentioned diakonos the the greek word there being both of those being the right way things are done Mm -hmm. now i know that as soon as you start translating it that's the problem or as soon as you start defining it Mm -hmm. that's when i said you get into trouble be not into trouble but people begin to go yeah but what about this and what about this and you're like well like let me finish right this is not let me let me get comprehensive about this this is the point of this is not to be comprehensive on necessarily what justice is but the awareness that there is a right way that things should work Mm -hmm. and um to be able to go in and and say what we have is not right um and we can easily point to all kinds of different things about why it's not right and depending on where you're at you know uh religiously or politically or whatever you'd probably point to different things but Mm -hmm. i think we would all agree it's not right something's not right and uh so there therefore the message was not necessarily let me define for you what justice looks like but even whatever you choose to decide what it's going to be, the method by which we get there, the telos of it, how it all ends is going to be not 
not necessarily achievable in the here and the now. But that's yeah. not an escapist clause. That's a just an awareness of the telos of the whole thing. So see how I dodged it again. Yeah. So, but I think that was more clear. Like the like justice. Like when we're talking about that, we're talking about like the brokenness of our world. Yeah. And justice is the ultimate like fixing of that brokenness. Which as a Christian, like that's not we believe that's not going to happen until Christ right comes and redeems that. And so um, I think I just wanted that like. I'm not going to def- I'm not going to spend a lot of time defining what justice is but like there needed to be some sort of like arrow pointing in a direction yeah. you know what I mean He kind of does that in a little bit of the follow up to the next mm-hmm. for the next two beatitudes saying blessed are the merciful yep. for they will receive mercy I mean I mentioned you can't really be merciful if you don't have power right so it's the proper use of power it's not it's not uh, – if we're both employees for the company, it's not merciful for me to be like, hey, why don't you take off Friday? You know, And you're like, you don't have the authority yeah, to tell me to take off Friday. <laughs> I'm going to give you a raise. With what? Like yeah. you have no you have no power, right? Yeah. So it's, it all has to do with a proper use of power in that way. So that would be probably an example of mm-hmm. justice. But he, speak, he does speak broadly enough to make it feel like you could read this in 2021 and have uh, applicability – as opposed to just, I mean, if he mentions employees and jobs and pensions and retirement and whatever else <laughs> in the context of old or New Testament stuff, they'd be like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Uh, you sure. know what I mean? So that's that's not. And then the second one uh, with the idea of pure in heart with the motives, um, you know, that's all. When, when, people, when people are asking for things from the community as a whole, right? whether it's racial discrimination, whether it's uh, minority, any sort of support, you know, whatever. It's, it's a, we want you to do these things, but we don't want you, we, we don't want it to be out of like a sense of guilt or we want you to want to do these things. I mean, how many times is, has you as a, as, as a kid, like remember your parents saying to you, I want you to do the right thing, but I want you to want to do it. Not because <laughs> I told you to have, you have yeah. to do it or I will hold allowance from you if you don't. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's good. And th- that's the, the difference between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic. Yeah. Motivation. Like I want you to be yeah. the type of person that's disciplined to know that that's not the right thing for me to do. I'm going to think through that a little bit more. Right. So yeah, we erect barriers in early stages to kind of guide you and protect you as a kid. And then, you know, uh, we, we, we put a stake in the ground so you don't wander too far. And then everyone's, you know, you're 18, the stake comes up and we see if you stay close to home or if you go and <laughs> yeah, well, and run away. W- like whether staying, staying close to home in a metaphorical sense, not necessarily like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like what is justice? What does justice look like in day to day? And I think that more and more when I read things and hear people who are smarter than me, um, I think it's, and like being merciful and with pure intentions, like it's about looking at a person's humanity and like choosing a person's humanity over like yourself and over um, like, and putting like people's genuine needs before your wants and um, making sure that you are seeing whole people when you're looking out into the world and experiencing that. Um, because I think that that, like, that's the true picture of justice and that's how we can bring a little bit of justice into this unjust world that we live in is by like living our lives with that intentionality in terms of like, I'm going to look at this whole person, not just this one behavior or not just my, 
um, stereotypes about this kind of person or whatever. I'm going to actually look at this person. Yeah. And I think too, when Jesus says hunger and thirst, he's uh, after righteousness, he's using this food uh, and desire and craving metaphor as almost as like an appetite. And so in an appetite, it's, it's never solved. It's like, you don't, you don't, you never eat a meal and be like, I'm done. I'll never eat again. Um, it's, I'm done until the next one. So I'm, it's all, it's like this ongoing trajectory of, of things where it's like, you don't just do, I did justice. I did something. I, you know, congratulations. I did it. And now I'm done. It's (laughs) like, I, I, you know, blessed are the person who hungers and thirsts after them where it's like, I did it. I completed it. I'm satiated for a while, but I know it's coming back. Like it's, I'm always going to be yeah. on that trajectory. Which I think when like I, like when you just listen to you there, like that humanity piece, like every person, like I need to hunger and thirst towards yeah the right way with every single person that I encounter. Yeah. Like in every single situation that I'm in. And obviously like, you know, we're human. I don't do that perfectly. Um, I assume you don't do that perfectly either. So <laughs> just not on Wednesdays, but yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, so I'm not saying, you know, it's like a perfect situation, but I think like if that's your intention and that's like how you are methodically going at these actions, that's the best way. Yeah. When I have, I follow this guy on Instagram called Dante Stewart and he's like, uh, uh, he's, he comes from a like Baptist background, I think, but he's not currently in that, um, situation, but he's really, he's Christian and. Um, he is black American and, um, he talks about like justice and like free and loving and all these other things. And he's been, it's been a really interesting and like cool voice to have, um, like in my realm as I'm figuring out, like, what does it mean to strive after justice? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as I mentioned at the end of, uh, the talk on Sunday, Lauren's speaking this weekend, and then I'll be back to finish it off. Uh, at the very end, uh, this weekend, we get away with our uh, leadership team, our board and, and, uh, do what we once a year, do like a little retreat, uh, up outside of Coeur d'Alene area. And, uh, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited to kind of get away from that and, uh, dream up the next evolution of what it looks like to do church post pandemic. So, yeah. uh, great. You want to jump into our something interesting? Yeah. Okay. Go first. Okay. So I figured, um, I would start it off by saying, Hey, here's something interesting because <laughs> That would, I don't know. I don't, it just feels like a good transition point. <laughs> Here's the interesting. Have you heard about Squid Game yet? Oh, I saw it on Netflix, but I haven't watched it or anything. Any desire? Did you watch the trailer for it? I didn't it? watch the trailer. It was the most watched trailer on Netflix in, I think, their history. I'm not going to lie. The title picture made me not want to watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. With I don't like- know. I don't know why exactly. I just was like, eh. <laughs> so it's a uh, South Korean show. They Netflix decided to do a bunch of investing into uh, like other developing countries and be like, hey, make some good TV stuff yeah. for us. And this is like their first big hit, and it's gone crazy viral. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kylie and I started watching it a couple nights ago. She's is it like a game me. show? Mm, yeah, it's like Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's it's fictional. Okay. Um, and it's uh, dystopian Hunger Games. Okay. But instead of being forced to play. Um, they, uh, are invited to play. Yeah. Loosely loose term invited. Uh, Uh, and it's for money now and they can leave or they can stop the game at any time, but, and and it gets pretty gory and gruesome. So if you are not interested in that, this is not a good show. This is not, (laughs) not the show for you. And if your kids are still awake, 
This is not a okay. good show have for you. Have you watched all of it? No, have not. I know, it's so dangerous. <laughs> I, said, I said you, I wouldn't do you it. You said you wouldn't do this. I know, I know, I know. And I, <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm nervous. And here's why I'm nervous. Like when it says up in the top corner, what is all in this? It's, you know, TV, MA or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's definitely some things on there that have not happened in the show so Uh-oh. far. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you where I'm at. I'm on episode three. That's what I know. And what I know is it's gory. And it says sex and all some other stuff. And I haven't seen it yet. And I'm not watching to watch that. I'm just saying I got to be careful. Anyways, I say that because of the unique... nature of this show being that it's a dubbed over or uh watch subtitles sort Mm -hmm. of thing we uh by default i just clicked on it and it was the dubbed version and then i found out through talking with somebody this weekend there's also a uh a uh closed captioning or whatever you want uh um thing so you would listen to it in the original korean which is gonna be the better way to do it yeah i have not done that yet i don't know i need to figure out how to do that on netflix because i there were a couple like spanish shows like made in spain that they had on netflix that i would watch that I would watch in Spanish with subtitles. And then they all just automatically went to dubbed. And I hate that. Like I would much rather watch it yeah. with subtitles. It made it uh, really cheesy. Yeah. Like certain characters to be like, oh, this is cheesy. Yeah. And I, and I, that's probably unfair because it's like also I'm reading probably somebody with no accent whatsoever try and read. I don't know. Yeah. The, so there's part of it where you're like, that's he's good acting, bad acting. Take that for what it's worth. The concept of the game is great. And there's been some spoilers along the way, like some some Easter eggs and some some things that I've just been uh, kind of following up. And I'm trying not to read too much because I don't want to spoil the whole thing for me. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's been it, it's a very weird, interesting social dynamic right. s- sort of experiment t- type thing. And uh, it's I think you're going to see a lot of Halloween costumes okay. this year with the characters from some of the show, okay? Uh, because they're like unique and they decided based on the knowing that the language barrier was going to be an issue and their brutality of the thing uh, of the whole entire premise of the show to use a bunch of cool sets that are super colorful and like kids scenes. So it's a lot of playground games that go awry, like red light, green light. And (laughs) it feels very kidsy but I'm telling you, don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> so uh, not that you would. I know you wouldn't. But um, they did that intentionally to be like, yeah. here's the contrasting. Juxtaposition. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. It's nice. really, really good. The set design was fantastic. Nice. And uh, anyways. That's so pretty cool. I'm, I know I'm putting my foot in my mouth every time I do this. Yeah. I know episode you four is going to be like time. the freaking dirtiest thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I can't believe you're my pastor. You shouldn't watch these shows. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, it was so it's been such a like i've seen so many different articles about it in the last week on washington post and you know um uh wall street journal did a thing on on it today about how it's been one of the most successful netflix shows of all time um more than tiger king more than i mean like all of that so um, that's really cool yeah yeah there you go Um, as a teacher of high school students i think you probably why well i don't know i feel like they don't you want to hear what they're talking about are they all watching it i have none of my students know. have talked about squid game yet. really yeah oh interesting okay yeah. never mind maybe not at least not maybe they me. have good parents yeah i, I don't know that's probably that. what but- it is <laughs> i'm not sure that's yeah miss megan but- my, my mom said i couldn't <laughs> all right uh, your turn mine's also a show oh good um i watched the documentary on prime this week called lula rich 
which is about the LuLaRoe company and all of the scandal surrounding it. Oh. And it was pretty fascinating. I'm not going to lie. I watched all of it, so I can speak to the entirety of it. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's only four. It's four episodes, four 45-minute episodes, so it's not like a huge, big, long thing. Um, and it was really interesting because they interview the like founders, the like owner founders, um, and they interview like a couple women who, well, one woman who still works for LuLaRoe and then some, another woman who doesn't anymore, but like, isn't, wasn't, doesn't feel like a, like, doesn't have like a lawsuit against them or like, doesn't, didn't feel necessarily slighted by the whole process. Um, but yeah, it was really fascinating. Um, definitely like, you know, like MLMs, I've always been kind of cautious about them anyway. And it definitely yeah. confirmed some like ideas and thoughts that I have about those processes. Um, I will say LuLaRoe, like as far as the documentary portrayed, definitely pushed the legal boundaries of an MLM, um, towards a pyramid scheme for sure. Um, so I'm not speaking to any other MLMs per se, but, um, which if you don't know, that's multi-level marketing, um, companies. So that's the, like, you have a product yeah. and then you have like mentors over the product and who get a commission from the people under them up and up and up and up and up. But it was really, it was pretty fascinating. So I'm browsing through a, uh, Rolling Stone review of the show or article or whatever. Um, and it's, uh, the title is, Oh my God, we're in a cult new docuseries. Shows yeah. So that's of one of, one of the women who really like felt, um, hurt. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what the word is behind it, but who really was like burned and, yeah. um, felt like illegal things happened. Um, she said at one point at one, which is the, crazy. They're selling leggings, right? I yeah, mean, like, yeah. that was their big thing was like, uh-huh. here's some sweatpants that well, it started sweatpants. out as like maxi skirts. Okay. And then it like mutated into leggings and all these other things. Right. I mean, I have, I have a LuLaRoe dress. Yeah, I and, know Kylie's got some too. And I have a pair of LuLaRoe, LuLaRoe leggings. My LuLaRoe dress. I like, do too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're super comfortable. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> You keep talking. It's like I get the most compliments ever for that dress. But um but I think one thing that ended up happening is that it the company just grew really, really, really fast. And they didn't actually hire people with business experience. They just like hired their family to do all these jobs that they had no business doing. Um and so what and one of the things that ended up happening is the quality really slipped. Um and um and so and then, but then all these women were stuck with all this product See, because the way they did it, like you had to buy product, like you own the product and then you had to sell it. But like the company didn't really have a buyback program. And, um, so these women were out thousands and thousands of dollars. A lot of women like ended up losing everything. Most of the women that they interviewed ended up divorced by the end of the time. Oh, they no. were like working with LuLaRoe. Um, like, yeah. So just is like a bunch of things. And I mean, the state of Washington sued LuLaRoe. They had like a big lawsuit with the state of Washington. Um, yeah. And the documentary, like they interviewed some like psychologists, business people who research and study MLMs. Um, so it wasn't just like, you know, these personal experiences, they interviewed actual like authorities on that type of business world. Um, yeah. And they interviewed the founders, which was really fascinating to listen to them talk, uh, because they, they stick by what they did even now, 
Um, Are they still running? I mean, is yeah, still it's a still thing? a company. Okay. okay. People still work for it. I don't yeah. know why, but people still work for it. Um, but yeah, it was it was fascinating. Yeah. I wonder, do they address anything about, like, I wonder if they've come out publicly and said anything about this. I always feel weird about that, right? Like, because, like, for instance, right now, the uh, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill is a podcast that's mm-hmm. going crazy on Christianity Today, and highly rec- I've talked about it here, yeah. recommend it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's it's been interesting for me. I still follow Pastor Mark on uh, Twitter or the Instagram or something like that, and it's like just does not just doesn't address it. Doesn't say yes mm-hmm. or no or or apologize or not that I, I mean I don't know. Like I don't even know what I expect from him, but like there's just. It, the uh the idea that not, it's not, not nothing's happening like the, yeah. the, this isn't out there and you're like oh man <laughs> you yeah. might want to say something i don't know who's on your pr team <laughs> yeah but. i don't know i don't think they've made a public statement i do like at the end of the documentary they say like you know we showed this to them and asked if they wanted to make a statement and, and they, they never declined. Did. right um and so um like there was that part of it but so if you said four episodes, mm-hmm. like an hour each, something like that. 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes. Okay. So yeah. that's just to give you a, I like to give everybody a time yeah. glimpse of it's not what, a am huge I, time what am I committing to. So. And it's on Prime. So that's it's easy. It's on Prime. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of people have that. So yeah. good. There you go. There's some uh, watch material for you. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> let's see. This weekend, I mentioned Lauren speaking. Uh, we had a, a star story table event just happened this last weekend, had a bunch of ladies head out to, to Garris, not to Garris. It was the other one. Um, powers winery. That's what it was. Uh, and, uh, start kind of investing into each other and, and potentially some small groups is a birth out of that, which is great. Uh, we've got a one one coming up at our house on the 17th. So if you haven't signed up for that, I think there's like, oh, maybe a couple spots left for that, for that one. And then we'll get another one going on, uh, after that at some mm-hmm. point. So, Okay. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Unless you got anything else. No, I'm good. Great. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. And we'll talk to you later.